Welcome to the Working Mom's Guide to Sanity podcast. I'm your coach, Elizabeth, and today I thought we would talk about something that I know we're all likely struggling with, and that is mom guilt. Who here hasn't felt the pangs of mom guilt whenever you've left your child to go on a work trip? Maybe it's even to just spend a night out with your girlfriends. It could be anything. I feel like it can get triggered by the slightest little thing. Maybe if you miss even the first 10 minutes of somebody's soccer game or maybe you miss an entire recital, or you're like me, and you're a parent who has all of these parent-teacher conferences, and they give you the option <laughs> mid-year that you don't have to come in if you don't want to, you don't really need the update. And sometimes, you know, I feel really guilty about saying, no, okay, we're good. I'm not going to come in and have this hour-long parent-teacher conference because I trust that my kids are doing good, and I feel okay about it, but I always have a little bit of guilt afterwards. So I wanted to talk today about how we can actually use mom guilt and use it as a breakthrough for our own mental health, physical health. Um, on a lot of different TV shows I've talked about in the book, I've talked about this instance with my daughter Delilah, which was this wonderful eye-opening moment in my life um, when I was tucking her in one night and saying goodbye because when she woke up, I was going to be leaving early to go to the airport for a work trip. And just talking with her, my voice started to break and crack. I was getting really upset that I was going to be leaving her. And at the time she was, I think, four, maybe barely five years old. And I just saw her searching my face with this confusion of like, why was I crying? And she said, well, why do you have to go? And I said, well, you know, mommy's got to make money. She doesn't want to leave you, but I do have to go. And it is my job. And she said, but do you have fun when you're gone? And I just remember thinking like, no, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't terrible. Like I didn't really dread um, my work. I did dread the work trips though and the travel. I've never been a good work traveler. I've always just wanted to like get out and get the hell home. Um, but so I, I said to her, you don't know, but I need to make money. And she said, well, you always told me when I grew up, I could do whatever I wanted. Um, so why can't you do that? And it was this moment of like, she was really watching me. It was this aha moment of like, oh my God, she's She's listening to my words, but moreover, she's watching what I'm doing. And I am setting a standard for her that it's okay to not have integrity with yourself, which is really the way I was living. I was trying to model to them something that I was not living for myself. So I always tell working moms out there, I have a few tips. We're going to go through them really quickly today because I know everybody's time starved. The first one is, is you can motivate yourself. The mom guilt can motivate you to be a better parent. And the way I say that is it's not about judging yourself, beating yourself up, saying I'm, you know, a shit parent because I did go on this work trip or I missed, you know, I don't know. I didn't plan the epic level Pinterest birthday party you think they deserve. It's not about that. It can make you prioritize yourself so that you can say, you know what, I am going to go work out today because I want to show my kids that prioritizing my physical health is a standard they too should have when they grow up. Because if they just see us constantly living for them and giving and giving and solely existing to make their lives more comfortable and potentially the lives of our spouses, our girlfriends, our family members, then no matter what we say to them, they are gonna grow up with that same standard, right? They always say like you attract people that are like your parents for your partners when you grow up. Well, I think you attract standards and a vibration that your parents held. So. I always say, you know, really evaluate your standards. And if they've dipped below what you feel is acceptable, it could be your job, then it's time to make a change. Because if you don't, you're going to be setting the bar so low for your kids. It's really trying, it's really going to be teaching them what they deserve. 
by modeling it. I also think mom guilt can be really helpful because it can help you prioritize. I tell clients all the time, you know, your job will take every minute you let it. You have to have some sort of boundaries. Most likely to the women who are listening listening to the show today, you are likely not getting paid at the level you're supposed to. I work with incredible C-suite level clients. I have yet to work with somebody who I didn't think was underpaid. And ladies, we're talking seven figures here. We're talking high six figures. Every single one of them I have felt was underpaid. And, you know, we've worked together and we've gotten them more. (laughs) So that's always another option. But I do feel like you have to keep this in your mind. That hour of work you're going to do after your kid goes to bed, instead of going on an evening walk, now it's lighter later, you could go on a walk, you could catch up, you know, on the phone with your sister or a girlfriend, you could sit and have a nice meal with your spouse. But so many of us are sacrificing it to cram in one more hour of work. They don't fucking deserve it. You are not getting paid enough to work those extra hours. I promise you, you're not. And a lot of times, if you set those boundaries, you will get more respect. You will be a doormat and seen as a doormat and somebody with no spine. If you are working all hours of the night on weekends, it's really likely not going to pay off financially for you. Okay. So I hate to burst your bubble, but you don't owe them shit. Quit working at night. Quit waking up at 4 a.m. to answer emails for two hours before your kids wake up. It's, it's not worth it. Okay. And here's the other thing. By the end of that kind of day or morning or afternoon, you have to examine like what version of you is your kid getting? What version of you are your friends or your spouse getting? They're probably getting a kind of cranky, depleted version, one that has less patience, one that doesn't want to invite, you know, the kids into the kitchen to try to help you make dinner because you've just got to keep your head down and just slap something on the table because you're so rushed, right? So these are these moments of presence that our kids are yearning for. They don't need to go to Disneyland every spring break. They don't need to go skiing in Aspen. They don't need any of that shit. It's these moments in the evening where you can sit and cuddle with them and read a book, or you can choose to give your soul-sucking employer, which most of the time they are, every minute they're gonna squeeze out of you, right? And you're gonna give it to them. So just have an awareness. I also think mom guilt, is wonderful because it shows that you care. If you are feeling guilty, then, you know, you're not a good parent, I feel like. Every good parent feels guilty at some point, but I can't even remember where I heard it, but somebody said to me once, you know, there will always be another. So there will always be another school recital. There will always be another play date. There will always be another birthday party you could have stayed at instead of dropping them off. Like, yes, you're going to miss some stuff, My only argument is try to miss stuff because it's you taking care of yourself. Maybe not so much for work, right? But there will always be another opportunity. I also think mom guilt can be really great to help you connect and sometimes commiserate with other moms. At the end of the day, I think that a lot of our judgment comes from ourselves internally, right? We're the ones holding the gun to ourselves. But there's also this external conditioning where We should be able to do the work of a village, right? And work full time and, you know, have the kids go to school with cute hair and some bento box lunch. Like all of it is out there. It's very real. But a lot of times moms are judging each other. And I'm not going to sit here and say, I have never judged another mom because I would be lying to you. 
maybe just that they have on a charm bracelet, then maybe I'm judging them a little, but uh, I digress. I have judged other moms before. I do try to have an awareness of it now. And I really try to just remind myself that I have no idea what shit they are wading through that day. Maybe they do have some unholy boss that they have to go answer to. Maybe they don't, maybe they're the boss and they don't know, you know, how to plan for what's going on in the economic market right now. Like we never know where somebody is on their journey and it takes a lot of our energy to judge other moms. Even if we just think it's being kind of catty and kind of funny and ha ha like, no, we're just, this is what the patriarchy wants. Ladies, they want to keep us in a place of constant judgment and questioning ourselves. So one way that we can try to dismantle that is by giving each other a little bit of slack, give each other a little bit of a pass. I have mom friends that have wildly different parenting styles than I do. And have I fallen momentarily in a place of judging them? Yes, but I'm trying to come from a place of curiosity and acceptance because you never know what that mom is going through. And honestly, all these friends who parent differently than I do, most of the time I'm like in awe of them because I wish I could do that, right? I wish I could be more chill. I have zero chill in my game. I wish I could be more chill. I wish crumbs on the counter didn't bother me. I wish certain things did not just totally rile me up. And so when I look at my friends whose houses might not be, you know, totally type A, not so clean, like mine sometimes is, I'm not judging them and thinking they're sloppy. I'm like, wow, I wish I could be like that. I wish I could just accept things and let my kids live in a place that is accepting of those things instead of, you know, my daughter apologizing um, when she left a cup on the counter, right? Like it, it goes both ways. So if we can just get to this place of like, I won't judge you if you don't judge me. And we really just try to support each other and find the good in this journey, then that's how we're going to get to the other side. Because this whole thing of have a child and the village will help you raise it. I don't know about you guys, but I don't have a fucking village. I never really did. I had some wonderful in-laws in the beginning who helped. We chose to move away from them and everybody because we really felt like California was home for us. But there's no, there's no village. Even a lot of moms I know who have family close by still don't have a village. It is moms pulling a huge unfair amount of the load and now they're working full-time too. So I think we should just be each other's villagers. I love helping out another mom. I'm sure you do too. There's nothing that feels better than being able to come in and save the day for another mom. I get misty-eyed just thinking about how good that feels. So maybe this week, if you're listening to this, this could be a wonderful sign to give yourself a break and give another mom a break. Reach out, see who you can support, ask to help them this week, even if it's just bringing them a coffee while it's hot and dropping it off on their porch if they're working from home. Um, or forcing them to go on a walk with you, drag them out. I'm a big proponent of dragging moms out. My really good friends have all been because I refused to let them get away. I chased those bitches down and I said, we are going to be friends. And guess what? Eventually they succumb, they become your friends. And then slowly, one by one, we will build our own village.